0: Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers-Lowell Chamber, joined as always with my co-host, Nick Smith, our Creative Services Director here at the Rogers-Lowell Chamber. And Nick, it's been a minute. Just we had, a minute. Uh, yeah, we had, a, uh, we had to take a little bit of a hiatus because uh, we had the, the annual celebration, which took pretty much all of your time getting yes. those videos done which excellent job on the videos by yes. the way and then uh, i took a much needed vacation so that kind of threw our schedule off but yeah but i, I was not thinking
1: podcast when i was sitting in the hot tub on the on the cruise ship man. and when we're trying to gear this towards the next gen it's important to emphasize work-life balance absolutely go from there so you know i completely understand the vacation i'm just ticked off that you didn't take me with you But well
0: you know you know that's, you know uh, sending me yeah.
1: pictures from a cruise ship of you drinking that really helps <laughs> me live vicariously i, I Appreciate that. For I had sure. all
0: the margaritas. I promise, all of them. <laughs> Literally drank the whole cruise ship empty of margaritas. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not, not that. bad. Not that. Bad. <laughs> Don't want people to think I got a problem or anything. But uh, yeah. How about uh, we talk about today's topic? I, this is I. This is my wheelhouse. I am so excited. Like I could talk workforce development in Northwest Arkansas for hours. And we have such an esteemed panel that is joining us here today to talk about this. And so uh, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, and then we'll get back to uh, going into the news for a minute.
1: Sure thing. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we've got workforce development is going to be our topic for today. We've got a great panel Uh, Actually, all three panelists are from outside the chamber. This is our first episode with three Mm -hmm. outside panelists, so we're really excited about that. Uh, First up, we've got Joe Rollins, Director of Workforce Development with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Joe, thanks for joining us.
2: Absolutely. Good morning.
1: Yeah, good morning. Uh, Tara Dreyer, Senior Managing Director with the University of Arkansas Global Campus. Tara.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. And last but certainly not least, I've actually worked with her for a while. Don Stewart, Director of Career and Technical Education and the Launch Career Programs with Rogers Public Schools. Don, thanks for being here.
4: Yes, and thank you for the opportunity.
0: To and let and us Don, all share. Don's a repeat because she was on the version one of the podcast uh, a couple different times talking about workforce and, and CTE programming. So it's it's a it's a huge topic. It's obviously something it's, it is my number one priority uh, in 2023. I, I like to joke, if you look at the program of work, you know, my title is Economic Development, but that appears nowhere in my program of work for 2023 because it, right. it's all workforce. Well,
1: and and truth be told, it, it needs to be number one for a lot of folks, which is why we're doing a, a full episode, kind of dedicated to this one issue and, and getting the word out about exactly what it is. So. Our, our
0: challenge is going to be keeping it short enough. We might have to make this a two-parter.
1: We'll make <laughs> it work. We'll make it work. I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried. Our panel's not full of hot air, right? <laughs> no, not yeah. There you go. As they all <laughs> shake their heads nervously. All right, that's great. Good to know. Well, real quick before we head on the topic, we do have a couple of things that have happened. Obviously, we've been out for about a month, so. Few things have happened in that time. One, the legislative session for Arkansas ended unofficially a few weeks ago. They'll have their official end here uh, in just about a week's time, probably right around the time that uh, this podcast is released, though. Uh, the biggest highlights that came about, of course, were the education reforms and tax reforms. Uh, if you want some more information on that, um, contact Sarah Lynn Geiger, our VP of Government Affairs. She has a great breakdown on uh, some of the stuff that's happening, and our next issue of the Chamber Voice mm-hmm. also has a wonderful breakdown of the legislative session for some more highlights for you to take a look at.
0: And if you're listening to this on launch day, we do have the legislative uh, interaction, the, the legislative wrap-up breakfast on May 5th, and you can register for that at and uh, We'll have some... St- some of the state legislators in-house to be able to talk about uh, the That's bills right. that were passed and, and give a good wrap-up there.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, we also just had yesterday uh, former Governor Asa Hutchinson is officially running for president. He's been kind of sort of running for president for the last few weeks, but uh, it was kind of you know nice to see him launch his campaign in Bentonville, so it was uh, really cool, a lot of news coverage with that, mm-hmm. so... Uh, uh, we'll be watching him to see how he does on his uh, presidential run and then of course as Steve mentioned our annual celebration was two weeks ago for the chamber it was our 101st annual celebration of business and community so pretty big milestone for us there we're really excited about having uh, that milestone hit and to see the work continue on from there so that being said, Steve, I'm going to toss it back to you to do our official topic introduction and get the questions going.
0: Okay, and I'm just going to get it out at the top. We still don't have a sponsor. We're working on it. I got to keep that. Got to keep the streak alive, man, until it goes. I'm bringing it up every episode. So, uh, anyway, but yes, as, as I said before, we're talking about workforce development in Northwest Arkansas. It is a huge priority. Um, you know, we'll get into more of the weeds about this here here in a few minutes. But you know, it's just it's important. What really is workforce development? We'll talk more about that. And really, it's all about creating talent pipelines. Lines, uh, and we'll, we'll get to that definition as well. But it, it's going down into some of the programs we have, you know, even down to the middle and elementary school levels to get these kids exposed to careers and showing viable, high paying jobs in Northwest Arkansas. So we're keeping talent here as we continue to grow. And another important factor that factors into that is a lot of these jobs do not require college degrees. And so the student debt crisis that is that is very real, Um, you know, being able to get kids into good, high paying jobs without the burden of student debt and and having a lifetime of debt over their heads. So it's just it's super important. And I'm very excited to be able to get into this topic with these experts,
1: something I kind of want to touch on too. this. uh, We mentioned to our panel right before recording that uh, part of the reason why I felt this was a good one for us was uh, you've got all the, the experience that you have with workforce development. I do not. So, this is going to be a a great. As I was kind of working through some of the questions for this and whatnot, you know, I was coming at it from a a standpoint of if you have had me make it look pretty over the last 10 years, like that's my uh, workforce development uh, outsourced education from that. You made a great logo for K to J. That's right. And, uh, but it's been. interesting for me just to kind of look into this and see just how much, how deep uh, and how varied workforce development angles kind of get to, and that's where our panel comes in. You three are coming from uh, very different backgrounds uh, to tackle this issue, Um, so I want to give you a chance real quick just to kind of introduce yourselves, who you work with, and uh, how you kind of uh, work with workforce development in Northwest Arkansas. So Don, I'm going to go with you first, and we'll just take it down the line.
4: Um yes, good afternoon. I'm Dawn Stewart, the director of career and technical education for the Rogers Public Schools. And we have been incredibly fortunate to partner with the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce for many years, and that partnership has brought about so many authentic and relevant connections between the local business and industries, our career and technical education programs, and really has helped to close that threshold between the classroom and the career field for so many of our students, and the initiatives and the business-sponsored events that we have been able to participate in because of this partnership has benefited so many students most recently um, the one that we're just doing um, this week and next week which is with mercy hospital and we have, again, more students that are signed up that we would be able to attend. So we're trying to get as many students there yeah, as it's possible. It's said we
0: have to cap it at 100 because we have more, more students wanting well, to get exposed to that. we're
4: over 100, so, oh, good. Well, and they that's, did that's allow great. us to bring a few more. <laughs> that's so. good.
0: Uh, for those that don't know, could you please define career and technical education? We're not talking your basic English, math courses. We're talking more workforce-based learning.
4: So career and technical education programs are defined um, as those that actually um, focus on not only the 16 national career clusters, but also many of the pathways. And most importantly, we um, are charged with designing career and technical education programs that specifically align to the local workforce demands which again the northwest arkansas council dr rollins and steve in the chamber um, including all of the opportunities and information that we have been able to share through the chamber voice allows us to expand that partnership and that input feedback from our stakeholders on the type of career and technical education programs that we offer the job skills certifications and other things like that. So it is, although the content area in education will always be tremendous because there's not a career field that you will not use science, math, English language Mm -hmm. arts. Um, The career and technical education programs are just designed to prepare students for not only introducing them to jobs in those career fields, but
3: also job skills
0: fantastic thank you and, and terry you're kind of approaching it from the post secondary side so could you talk about your role at the global campus
3: yeah So Tara Dreyer, I'm senior managing director um, and I oversee professional and workforce development for the University of Arkansas. And I think one thing that's really key is when people think of the University of Arkansas, they did not historically think about short-term training programs. Mm -hmm. And so that is the area that um, we've really been focused on the last several years. I think one thing that's really unique and up and coming um, in higher education is looking at these career and education pathways and how do you create on-ramps and off-ramps for students at every different level. Um, So stackability of credentialing into degree programs is something we're taking a deeper look at.
0: Fantastic. And then we also have uh, Dr. Joe Rollins. Joe, you were with the Northwest Arkansas Council. You and I work very closely together on a, on a lot of these things where I'm really focused on the Rogers and Lowell students, but you're you're looking at it from a region-wide perspective. So can you talk a little bit about your role and, and what we do?
2: You bet. And it's been an honor for me. I get to work with all of our K-12 districts across the region. Dawn Stewart has been one of my closest friends for years, and I hope she'll continue to say that years from now. But Dr. Dreyer has a very special place in my heart also as she works with post-secondary students and adults as well as they upskill and try to become a better candidate for that next career. The timing of this podcast, Steve, couldn't be better because here we are, we're staring down the barrel of graduation season. Yep. Across the region, whether they're high school students, university students, or even community college students, we're talking about close to 20,000 graduates across the region, and we have a place for all of those students, but that really drives into point the awareness piece about the kind of jobs that we have. And when we woke up this morning, Steve, there are more than 11,000 posted jobs today. That That's up. It was 9,000 last week. That's crazy. Yeah. 11,316 to be really <laughs> specific <Wow>. about it.
0: <laughs> and, and of those, so I don't mean to interrupt, but how many of those don't require college degrees?
2: I ran the numbers before I came in here because... You knew I, knew I was going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> we're within a half a percentage point of being able to say 80% of those jobs do not call for a terminal degree.
0: So over 8,000 open positions that do not require a college degree just in Northwest Arkansas absolutely. today.
2: Wow. And, and here's the thing that a lot of folks don't think about. As a parent, and I'm a parent of three, I grew up in that time and place where success equaled that college degree. I'm a, I'm a product of that system, and I think there's a lot of merit to it. So if you are absolutely university-bound, go forth and conquer, I'm 100% behind you. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is we need, like you said, 8,000 plus folks who are ready to go to work today. But the part of the conversation I hope we can touch on as we go throughout the conversation, there's a blend that often gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. A lot of these students are very capable of walking in and getting one of these jobs today, but you have to ask the right questions when you go through these interviews, and that question is, can you help me continue to go to school, improve my skills as part of that benefits package? Mm -hmm. Because our employers in Northwest Arkansas overwhelmingly are going to say, yes, we can. But our students have to understand that blend is there where they can have tuition paid for while they're making a paycheck, while they're getting insurance, benefits, support, things that are going to make life much smoother for them in the process.
0: Right. Yeah, and I I just, again, like you're saying, so many... Uh, of, you know, you and I are almost the same age, uh, you know, and we have talked about this in the past where for us, when we were growing up, millennials uh, specifically, it wasn't a question of if we were going to college, but where. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the messaging that we've been trying to get out for years, uh, you know, in, in my role here is that college is a pathway to success but not the only pathway to success and so trying to educate the students on that um and that, that's why programs like k to j and career exposures and you know uh, tara you're going to be speaking to a large industry council in june talking about all the programs that you guys are offering for those already in the workforce too and just education educating the people about what type of positions are available uh that again don't have to have that student debt come along with it
1: as you mentioned steve we've been we've been Uh, working, we being the chamber, but also just Northwest Arkansas in general, have been working on workforce development programming for a while Um, and and changing the messaging around that and getting the word out as much as we can. I know just in the last decade, there's been a dramatic restructuring in how we focus on communicating uh, workforce development issues and ways to try and get more people involved and get more uh, folks listening to uh, the need for workforce development to expand. Um, It's been a topic nationally for groups all over the place. It's uh, been a focus area for us uh, that's really been something that you've been passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the question would be why. Like, What is the main reason, and this goes to the whole panel, what's the main reason why this is so important? We keep hearing folks talk about workforce development uh, across the board, and we understand that that means building up a workforce and trying to get you prepared for different jobs across the board the numbers that you just mentioned for opening position open positions are astounding is that why like what what's the main <laughs> you know, reason why this has been such a big focus for everybody for so long? Well, I I can answer that from a
0: business perspective, from the chamber perspective. And we realized that this was an issue when we were going out. Every year we do annual uh, employer retention and expansion surveys. Myself, my counterparts, the other chamber in the region, we report to the Northwest Council all of our findings. And when we're talking and we're asking the company, what's the biggest issue you're facing when 98 percent of those responses are workforce then that's, we're like, okay, we got to do something to address this. And that that's really where that came around. And why it's so important is what are two things every business needs to be successful? They need customers, and they need workers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have one or the other, then you can't be successful. And so if we're having problems, you know, we have 11,000 open jobs, but we have a 2.9% unemployment rate in the region. You know, Rogers is at 1.9, record low. Uh, you know, Arkansas, 3% unemployment rate for the state. Like, that's insane. And so, as fast as we're growing, we're creating these jobs as much and much more faster than, than our population is growing as well. So it's important to start getting you know down into the into the the you know middle elementary school, high school levels, showing these kids these pathways. Um, and and that's why we're, that's why we're doing it because it's what our members need. It's the number one issue impacting the business community. So that, that's our mission as a chamber, serving business and community together.
1: So what drew panel you all to work in workforce? I mean, what what's the thing that makes you all strive to to fill
2: those gaps? So I'll jump out there first because I know these two are going to have some great input. But I started my career in the K-12 sector as a teacher and then moved my way into the administrative ranks. Ultimately, I, I was a career and technical director for a school district at the same time as being a high school principal. So I had firsthand knowledge of seeing where are those gaps in terms of where are we sending students? What is their awareness level about next steps? How do I get that training? Are there grants available? Are there options for me to get training if I can't afford it? And then ultimately, we opened our doors to employers, and they were quick to tell us we need great people, we're willing to help train them, but we need that awareness piece to be there so that they know we're here. So that's what drew me into workforce, and now that I've been in it for, I believe this is year six or seven for me, that cycle continues to repeat because we have a new group of students every year Mm -hmm. who need increased awareness, they need increased access to employers, to training, The two ladies sitting on my left help fill that gap every day, but the need is very present. Like we just said, 11,000-plus opportunities right now. Right. What about you? Yeah,
3: I I think, um, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, if you mentioned the term workforce development, people really thought skilled labor. Yes. And what it looks like today is much different. And I think that is a role that the university is trying to play. Uh, When we talk about workforce development with business and industry, they are talking about what it takes to stand up their Mm -hmm. business or industry. And that is everything from recent high school graduates all the way through PhDs, oftentimes. And so how do we, again, as I mentioned earlier, create these career and educational pathways, remove barriers, and get people into positions quicker that are well-trained?
0: Yeah, and speed of business is is what you just pointed out right there, getting them in there quicker. And and Joe, you said something where, you know, it's soft skills are just as important as the hard skills now. You can train and you know, an employer will can teach you the skills that you need once you're hired, but you need those soft skills just as much as anything to get your foot in the door and, and get those opportunities.
4: Yeah, so for me, I also started in, and have a long career in education, but started as a kindergarten teacher. And you learn very quickly that even at the age of five, those students are already dreaming of what they're going to become and the career that they would like to do when they grow up. And so through the K-12 through 12 progression, um, sometimes it seems that students either do not have the support or the knowledge or just the opportunities to continue with that dream or to learn something different. And so my passion for career and technical education is very simply to help each and every student realize that that dream, that goal, because there are so many um, students that with just a little bit of support you know, to be able to take that next big first step will help to make that their talent, their contribution, and their futures much brighter.
1: Some, uh, The biggest thing that I'm hearing, Uh, from all three of you is is that there's just a lack of education on uh the parts of of students coming up today as to what's out there Mm -hmm. and a lot of these programs that y'all are talking about is essentially just trying to tell folks what's there um and i'm you know really it's really interesting for me from the the newbie perspective on when it comes to workforce development just how like you mentioned kindergarten all the way up through like postdoctoral students you know where those workforce, I guess, holes are that we need to plug in. Uh, What kind of programs are you all working on right now to spread the word about that kind of stuff? Um, Obviously, doing this wonderfully listened to podcast (laughs) is just one uh, little uh, uh, spoke of the wheel. But what uh, what kind of programs are out there? What can we help push to to get uh, more information about these workforce programs available?
2: Let me start from a regional perspective because I'm going to say something that I know Don is going to tee off on whenever I get there. But trying to introduce talent to opportunity is a really big deal. We have to introduce students and adult talent to providers all the time. So there were some events that have taken place even in the last few weeks. And, Steve, the Rogers Chamber was a big partner in this. Don, the Rogers School District, was a big partner in this. But let me start with an event called Draft Day. This is a, a very direct event where students really, they practiced, they rehearsed, they worked on those soft skills, those presentation skills for months in preparation to sit with employers. And, Don, if I get these numbers wrong, please correct me. But I believe we started, I mean, upwards of a 1,000 potential candidates between Rogers and Springdale mm-hmm. who were who converged on Rogers High School for this event. But then as things kind of refined themselves out, I believe about 400 or so students set for multiple direct interviews with employers where we're not just talking about brochures and business cards. We're getting job offers or training offers on the spot. It was actually 876. I like that number much (laughs) better. That's
0: great. (laughs) Of which 60% either, uh, these are just graduating seniors that are coming up to to graduation. Of those 876, over 60% either got hired or moved forward in the interview process. Nice.
2: That's a difference. Maker. So that's that's four
0: hundred plus jobs right there.
2: We're we're really taking theory and putting it into practice now, and we're not just handing out business cards. We're talking about real job job yeah. offers right now. So on the heels of that, we tried to really refine what does a career expo look like for students, and this opened up to middle schoolers and above. But as we talk about jobs, especially in like skilled trades, the construction field, Northwest Arkansas is projected to continue our growth pattern for the next decade and beyond. We can only do that if we have people out there who can build the houses, the office buildings, the roads, the infrastructure, things that it takes to make that happen. We had an event called Build My Future. This was year two for -hmm. that event. And it grew from year one, we had about about 800 students on site. This year we had about 1350 on site, about 200 volunteers pushing 60 businesses there. And it's not just a career fair, this is hands on at its finest. We had students who were framing walls. They were pulling wire. They were smoothing concrete. They were laying block. They were literally behind the controls of heavy equipment under supervision. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever we talk about these jobs, how can we expect students to know what's out there unless they experience it? Right. This was tangible. It was something real that students could base career ideas on. And they were out there shoulder to shoulder with industry pros over the course of a day. And that was a beautiful thing to see. And we had students from all of our districts across the region who went home now with something tangible to make a real career decision on. And then hopefully we can turn them back to our career coaches who are in our schools. They're working with the council and other entities. We have a career site and a navigator site that helps them kind of look through salaries, job openings, the nuts and bolts of a career. And that's careersnwa.com. It's open for parents, for students all the time. And we hope you'll take a look at that But those are the kind of events that we're bringing forward across the region. The missing part of that is the adult side. Mm -hmm. And the awareness piece there really needs to bridge into what's out there for me if I can't afford it. We have grants that can train people for free. Right now in northwest Arkansas, in some of these highest need fields, as I look down our needs list, Mm -hmm. healthcare is growing. Yep. And whenever we think about healthcare, it's not just the physician that you're meeting with, it's all of that support team, the nurses, the technicians, the therapists that make healthcare work in Northwest Arkansas. And those are 18 month training programs by and large, up to a two year associates. There are funds in place to help train in a lot of these skill And another one just off the cuff, we're a transportation logistics hub for this part of the country. That only works if we have people who can drive the trucks, who can work in the warehouses, who can load those trucks. We can train people for free right now. Zero dollars out of pocket. But then Northwest Arkansas is also becoming a tech hub. Yes. We have training opportunities, and I know Tara's gonna to speak to these, who can train folks to be full stack developers, cybersecurity analysts, technicians, and beyond. We just need to connect great folks with the opportunity to get trained and step into some of these career fields.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Careers in WA, which is an absolutely wonderful resource. And what I really like about it is one of the tools that it has is it shows you parallel career tracks. So you can put in your skill set, you can put in your interest, and you're thinking, okay, well, I want to be, you know, a guidance counselor or whatever it is. But it'll say, hey, that also – those skill sets, you know, translate really well to HR functions. They translate really well to these other career paths. it's just – it's really great because it shows you – you think, okay, I'm, you're not pigeonholed into just one career pathway. And, the, you know, what? what is it? The average millennial is going to change jobs what, 11 times in their career. Yeah. I mean, so learning what other options and where those skill sets apply, not just on one singular track, uh, is just very vital.
1: That kind of leads yeah. me into a good uh, kind of follow-up side sidestepping question there. Um, when it comes to those millennials that already have a job or already have, you know, a degree or are or, or, – uh the gen zers that are just now getting into college too who miss draft day or miss some of those programs what what would like the u of a uh have set aside to try and guide those folks into things because let's face it even though there are those kindergartners that grew up knowing you know by god i'm going to i know what i want to do when I, when I get there uh i think the the popular myth with college kids is that they get there and immediately have no clue what's going on and no clue what they want to do with the rest of their life uh what programs can you point them to to, to help them out
3: yeah. So immediately we have the Federal Reimagine Grant Program that is running. It is again free training for anybody who lives or works in the state of Arkansas. So we have over 110 different short-term training programs that range from two weeks to 18 months.
1: 110.
3: 110. That's way more than I realized. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. In high demand or high skill gap areas. So construction, Mm -hmm. IT, healthcare. Um, It takes about 20 minutes for somebody to sign up and register for a program. And then all of the programs are online and self paced. So they can work, you know, at a time and place that is most convenient for them. It's removing the barrier of the cost of education transportation, potentially daycare, um, and so our goal was in three years to serve 2,000 participants in the state. We still have about six months left of the program, so anybody listening today can still sign up for free, um, and we've already served almost 2,500, so we're well mm-hmm. over our goal and wow. we'll probably serve about 3,000 um, before the end of the grant cycle. And where can
1: they they go to sign up for that?
3: Yeah, it's if you go to training.uark.edu and just scroll to the bottom and click on the Reimagine program, it's quick and easy to sign up.
0: And, and we'll be sure to put a link
3: yeah. <laughs> wherever we post the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks.
0: So, oh, And I, I want to just, uh, on a personal note, um, you know, my, my life was impacted by your programs with, with my daughter Haisley. She was a front desk worker at a healthcare clinic and wanted to progress forward in her career, and she got became a certified phlebotomist through your program, and that resulted in her making five dollars more an hour than what she was making at the front desk. So yeah, know, and it, that it, was the goal real. of the program. Yeah.
3: It was to upskill, reskill, or retool individuals who were affected by the pandemic. And so- from that,
0: she says, you know, maybe maybe I should go get get a CNA. Maybe I should go become an RN. So she's she's has these because she got that experience there. And now has, you know, designs for furthering her healthcare career.
3: Yeah, we love those success stories.
1: Do you have anything you want to add, Don? I mean... I,
3: I do, absolutely. So, <laughs> uh,
4: so the Rogers Public Schools is always exploring more ways to provide opportunities for the students. And so in 2017, we launched our extended learning programs. And the extended learning programs run after school, Saturday, and through the summer. So we were able to navigate through the years of COVID and still continue many of the training programs for the students um, through online options. And so even now, the students now look forward to it. So we've already launched our summer programs and those are filling up. Many of our students have also registered and taken those that are offered through the U of A Global Campus. And so I will get calls and emails from students. And of course, you know, we get them all set up. So drone pilot training, aerospace manufacturing, um, composite training. Um, They have done dental assisting online, pharmacy online, real estate. We have a whole group that is interested in real estate. So it has. It's opened up all kinds of new frontiers for our students. And we do um, run twelve months out of the year for career and technical,
0: and you also have some of that skilled trades as well: construction, Sweet. you know, manufacturing, healthcare. You know, Joe, you mentioned you know healthcare as a big one, and Don, you talked about the K to J at Mercy that we did with Absolutely. the teachers this week and then the students next week. Uh, but what I loved about that was there were what 15 16 department heads, college degree wasn't mentioned once every job they talked about was either a certification program or just entry-level positions starting at minimum $15 an hour. And it was everything from landscaping all the way up to medical records and insurance billing and things like that. So it's just... People just don't know that those careers are there. We specifically chose Mercy, and when we were setting up the K to J, we said, we don't want to talk doctors and nurses. Everybody knows doctors and nurses work at a hospital. What about all your other jobs that you need filled?
4: And it was interesting, Steve, because all the jobs and all the departments that were represented lined aligned with the program, the CTE every, program yeah, every areas one, yeah. that we offer at Rogers Public Schools. Yeah.
1: Well, and something else that I'm, I'm gathering from this is to... One of the biggest complaints I think you hear from uh, especially millennials uh, uh, is that I can't do this. I can't do the upskill stuff or whatever, because it would cost me money or it cost me time away from my job or my family or whatnot. And I wouldn't be able to do that while also still making ends meet. And y'all have already answered several <laughs> questions that kind of disprove that right off the bat. Um, if. You are talking to someone who's skeptical about being able to do that, but you see they have opportunity. How do you convince that person to to leap at the opportunity to try and work with one of these programs? I mean... What's your sales
3: pitch? Yeah, well, I I think that starting in a short-term training program, something that's not overwhelming. You know, it only takes a short time to complete. And then once they get in there and they're like, oh, this isn't so bad, you know, maybe I can move on. Mm -hmm. Steve, like you just said, now, now your daughter's thinking outside of the box and thinking, well... I did that, and it wasn't too bad. Right. Let me look at the next thing. And I think that's one thing that all of us would want to encourage individuals is just because you do start with a short-term training program or get your foot into any sort of job, that doesn't mean that we don't want you to continue on in those educational pathways. And there are a lot of opportunities in Northwest Arkansas for, for additional yeah. uh, educational And, Joe, you,
0: you hinted at it earlier. A lot of companies will do tuition reimbursement, or they will pay for the training that to, to upskill themselves.
2: I think in the year ahead, you're going to see that become one of the biggest employer pushes because they're now talking retention of right. quality people. Here we are. I mean, you mentioned it yourself. We're 2% mm-hmm. unemployment rate, yet our businesses are continuing to grow, develop in Northwest Arkansas. we got got 100 so booths signed up for our job fair. <laughs> they, they are all jockeying for great talent. It's going to be a matter of time before they start trying to pull folks out of our current workforce to meet their needs As an employer, I think you really have to understand that value-added conversation now about, I have an employee who is loyal to our company. We want to provide that value-added piece. We want to invest in our our own employees to build that culture so that they want to stay with us. If you look at the comparative cost between an upskilling program and trying to refill a vacated position, Mm -hmm. I think it doesn't take long to run those numbers and understand it's a much better opportunity to invest in your current folks than to go try and replace an empty seat. But at the same time, you have to fill those entry-level positions all the time. So I have to circle back now to our soon-to-be graduates coming out of both our high schools and our post-secondaries. Words that we need to make sure we can understand. The old understanding of the word apprenticeship, we have to change our understanding of that word. Yes. The old understanding really took you to those dark, dirty, dangerous kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. Could not be further from the truth now. It's everything from some of our high-tech fields and certainly all the way through our skilled trades. But even the nature of those skilled trades position is much more advanced than it was, Steve, back when you and I were considering entering the workforce. I'm just going to keep it with you and me. I'm not going (laughs) to mention anybody else at the table. But those are free training opportunities where you're making a paycheck. You're getting benefits while you're learning from someone who's been there, done that, knows the ropes, and they can be that mentor with you throughout the process. You get the best of both worlds.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I just like you're saying, you just have those opportunities and you hit it. It was basic business 101. It's cheaper to retain a customer and retain an employee than it is to get new ones. And the cost of onboarding, the cost of, you know, high turnover can kill a business and specifically small businesses, too. We're not talking just the major corporations. We're talking all these small business members that we have throughout that. You know, sometimes you can see like, you know, Walmart is great. And, you know, but for them, they might need 100 IT people might not make as big of a difference to walmart as one it person for another small business
1: well okay so you've convinced me i'm a small business owner (laughs) i want to to hold on to the people that i've got because it's bleak out there for me trying to fill in a spot i'm not a walmart i'm not a tyson i can't afford these kinds of programs and this that and the other so what resources are out there for me to try and break into this workforce development deal especially for my employees? that was a
0: masterful transition to the next talking point buddy (laughs) like
2: that was great you know, I tried. That that was really good. You are a podcaster at heart, my friend. So and who wants to jump on that one? Please send that my way, and then I'm going to pass it off to both of these ladies. But the answer is yes, you can. These are free dollars to you as an employer. There are various ways to do this. There are some that are full reimbursement, so you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. There are some that are kind of cost-shared, about 75% reimbursement for training opportunities. But Tara is also talking about 100% free training to upskill your current staff
3: yeah and there are a lot of um, future grant opportunities that mm-hmm. are coming like this isn't a one and done their workforce development is is the big topic right now yes. and so we're going to continue to go after additional grant opportunities so that we can continue to
0: provide w- free training like, you're exactly free. right yeah. <laughs> it's, it's free and it's an investment in you and it truly is an investment uh you know and yeah. that's that's what it is. If you're able to get this, these opportunities with no cost, I mean, cost of living is already where it is. If you can do that and then that results with that certification that can stack and that just grows over time and that is increased earning potential, free, you're literally uh, leaving money on the table.
1: Free for the participant, free for the employer, it sounds like, too, or at least discounted for the employer with other benefits there. Not to mention the fact that then if you're trying to hire other people, if you've got an employee that's already getting a, an assistant program there, what better salesperson to try and get? Someone else to come work for you than a guy who's going through the program right now and getting an upskilled certification or something like that. I mean that that pays dividends. I feel like yeah. in the long run. Well, and, so, and
0: don down on the on the high school level, you've got high school graduates going right into the workforce, making 70000 dollars a year.
4: Absolutely, and just like many of the others, we uh, rely on grants as well. So, for example, this year we're working on three grants that are providing all of these opportunities for the students. Um, one, um, a new opportunity this year and very valuable, is a partnership with NWTI for many of our students who were very interested in going into the trade and industry, the trade skills industry, that were not able to take the course during the regular school day, we partnered with NWTI and they are now offering an after school construction and trade skills course to our high school students. And it has been incredibly positive feedback from the students and the instructor as well. And so we look forward to a lot of more opportunities like that in the future.
2: So I wanna take just a second and drive home the point of how important what she just said really is. We talk about Northwest Arkansas growing. I mean, over the last 10 years, we've grown by more than 55,000 people. We're projected to do that again, and when people move to Northwest Arkansas, it's easy to think they're gonna bring their young children who are gonna be kindergarten age and work their way all the way through school. That's not accurate. Think about the families who move here, and they have a sophomore, a junior, somewhere in high school, from somewhere else across the country or even across the globe, for that matter, they still need to be employable when graduation day gets here and what Dawn and her team are doing they've extended the accessibility to these programs where if a student doesn't have the opportunity to take those classes during the school day they can take those in the evening they can take them even in the summertime and they're doing it in partnership with these post-secondary so that it's more than just high school credit it's adult learning credit at the same time so they yeah. can take those certifications and go get a job when they do graduate
1: that's fantastic. Yeah. That's uh, when you talk about these kinds of programs. Uh, again, it's just kind of shocking to to think about how deep the well is, both of knowledge from folks like you all who are working in it, but also just uh, the grant programs and and what's out there to assist people with it. It again, it's just shocking to me that more folks aren't kind of trying to bite into this uh, program. It, it's to, that awareness to, to piece to fill it in and. So that kind of brings me to um, the next piece that we wanted to talk about when it comes to that, uh, which is when you're trying to engage with the next-gen folks, we're looking at whether they're currently in high school or uh, even in the college level, and they're looking at, do I get the college degree? Do I get a certification, Uh, especially if all they've been getting their entire life is you know, you need to just go for the next level of attainment, next level of attainment, that's the only way you're going to be able to make a living, yada, yada, yada. What, what do you tell them as far as getting them engaged with one of these programs to start earning a living and start uh, kind of increasing the productivity of the region?
2: I spend a lot of time working with high school students, and I tend to reflect back on my own experience whenever I started college, and I thought I had it all together like every other high school graduate. <laughs> The I world is your oyster. I know it. The world is my oyster. I'm ready to go. But I had that freshman phenomenon happen. I showed up. I had my freshman year, and I had a whole lot of reality hit me right in the face. I had a lot of growing up to do. As I look at our graduating seniors, I have to believe that's going to be the case for a lot of folks. And it's not that the want to isn't there, it's the experience. It's that real life experience. Life has its way of showing up for everybody and teaching us what we don't know. <laughs> It's the most polite way of saying life comes up and smacks you across the face. I'm trying to be P.J. for our audience. We joked about not having to
0: edit anything, so thank you for that.
2: (laughs) But it's true, though. If you look at college numbers nationally, you can see this number of students who start freshman year, and it doesn't take long to do the follow-up, who comes back for that sophomore year, and life has shown up. Mm -hmm. If we had just a little bit of life experience some maybe real-world working experience under our belt while all that was taking place, I think we could probably remedy some of that fallout syndrome that we have. We're talking about opportunities right now where students can walk in get very gainful employment, usually have some tuition support as a part of that benefits program where they have a network of people who are there to support them, mentor them, sometimes kick them in the seat when they need it in order to kind of get in gear in the classroom. And then we also have options for employees who have started the world of work. They just need a little bit of encouragement to be bold and step up there and be the candidate for that next job. And we can do it largely at no cost, either to the student, probably more importantly to mom and dad who are having to foot the bill for tuition. And our employers are willing to invest in talent to do that, and it's all right here at our students' feet. They just have to know it's there. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, and I would also say that if you do fall and maybe college isn't the first option for you that it's not the end of the world, you know, that doesn't mean that college isn't an option for you in the future, Mm -hmm. that there are always opportunities to get into the workforce or take a different training program and then continue on that pathway in the future.
0: Well, and that kind of leads me to a follow-up I had for for you, Tara, is what you talked about the 3000, the goal, you're above your goal already at 2,500, you got the 3000 that you're trying to hit now. Um, What's the average demographic of that? Is that? Are they full-time students? Are they people that are working and just kind of doing this when they have the time? You know, what what does that look like?
3: Yeah, so the goal of the grant was actually to set set out to serve underrepresented groups. Oh. So about half of our students are minority. Fantastic. We have um, uh, ex-offenders in mm-hmm. the program. We have a lot of displaced or dislocated workers, um, Under employed and unemployed mm-hmm. individuals in the program um, male female I mean it's it's literally everybody awesome. that is coming it's not one particular demographic
0: but uh, but I'm like uh, I guess' I'm kind of more asking is it is it a full-time thing or are you able to go at your own pace? Oh, kind yeah. of, so if you have a job or you have family commitments, you're still able to do these programs yeah, and get through it. Yeah, it's self-paced online. Okay. So you
3: can go when it is most convenient for you. So if you do have a full-time job and you're underemployed and want to move to the next level, you can do the programming and schooling in the evenings.
0: Yeah, can you define that, underemployed, just for those that might not be familiar with it. I mean, that's a common term for us, but not everybody else understands it.
3: Yeah, just that they're not making a wage rate that um, is comparable or compatible with somebody of their skill level in their field. Thank you for that.
1: So I've got one last question, I think, to try and finish out this painting that we've been uh, working on the past uh, 45 minutes. The biggest thing... I told you we could talk hours on this. (laughs) Um, We're getting a lot on these programs that can help students out, help individuals out to try and and increase uh, the workforce that's in the area. Um, But if I'm, well, I am a parent. I've got two young kids, uh, if you're a parent of someone who's uh, in junior high or high school, what do you see as their role? How, how do they kind of help and encourage their kids to really attack this kind of setup? I mean we're talking about like giving them life experience, and we're talking about making sure that they know that these programs are out there but uh, kids can be stubborn so what what's the best way to encourage them to kind of uh talk about workforce development without talking about workforce development and talent pipelines to a junior high kid like what's what's your role as a parent to to kind of help that along
2: so parent of three and i have this conversation all the time and i can speak until i'm blue in the face telling them something and if somebody else a grandparent comes in and says the exact same thing it just became the gospel you ever experienced that Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) we have we have that same issue when it comes to career opportunities And one of the most dangerous things that we can do is lean back on our own perception of what those jobs are. Because we're operating, at least in my particular case, I'm operating from sometimes outdated perceptions, especially when it comes to some of our highest need fields. Please don't let your own adult perception of some of these jobs overshadow the excitement that your child brings home. Because there are a lot of things that we as parents probably need to go back, study, learn, we have some resources out there for you. My encouragement is to engage with them. We built that Careers NWA site for this very conversation. You can go there, look at real-time job postings in Northwest Arkansas. We're gonna show you job security out through the next decade. We're gonna show you what do current wages look like in Northwest Arkansas. We're gonna give you a snippet of what does a day in the life look like in Northwest Arkansas. We've added employer highlight videos so that you can hear from the mouths of employers what does a day in the life with our company look like in terms of company culture, advancement opportunities, benefits, support packages. We don't, we don't always know what we don't know. And whenever we talk about career options, especially for our kids who we want to do better than we did, sometimes as a parent we, we stumble and we might even get in our own way a little bit just because we don't know the breadth of all the options that are out there. So that's one thing. When you hear your child come home talking about some of the new assessments that we're bringing forward in our schools, ACT is one of them. That's kind of that college indicator test that we've all taken. There's a new wrinkle to that called the work keys Mm -hmm. assessment. And as parents, that's that test that's going to highlight, we could call it soft skills, we could call it job skills, we could call them essential skills. But anything from business math to career-oriented paperwork, documentation, signage, things that will help us survive in the business world. There's an indicator there that's going to give you a gold, a silver, a bronze, even a platinum. If you really excel in those business skills that employers are looking for, as a parent, as an, as an employer, we all need to understand what does that test really represent and how can we use that in onboarding students. And I think you've heard efforts even coming from this chamber yeah. trying to highlight that assessment and what does that mean for our workforce. And then probably the last thing, keep an open mind about that blend between getting some career skills while your child is going to school. I think it'll help both grow that maturity factor in terms of surviving in the classroom, but it might open some doors as to, I really enjoy this, or probably more importantly, I really don't enjoy this, before you invest in four years' worth of tuition, or sometimes six or seven or eight years' (laughs) (laughs) worth of tuition. And it also helps you understand there are employer supports, there are grant supports out there, there are flexible training options that are out there for you and for your child both.
0: Well, and from the business side, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you (laughs) there, but why the work keys is so important as well is, you know, a lot of businesses aren't participating in it because they think that there's a cost and because you have to – Audit your positions to know what skill set matches. If is this position a silver? Is it a gold? You know what is it? Um, but the state of Arkansas will actually do those audits for free for the business community. And and why it's important is every CTE Don had to, had a prior commitment, so she had to, had to leave. But um, every CTE student in Rogers Public Schools takes the ACT Work Keys assessment. So if they go to an employer for a job and you've done the audit as an employer and you know this position is a silver and they walk in with a gold certificate, you know they're qualified for the job. And that just speeds up that hiring process and it eliminates like, you know, that their skill set matches the positions. And so I would encourage all of our members to, to reach out, uh, you know, c- can contact me directly um, to, to get connected, to do that audit specifically on your, your skilled trades, your manufacturing, because these kids are taking them and they're they're wanting to work. And it's just they're, they're coming out and doing it. And, and I think something that that Rogers does really well is uh, every year they do a, a community partner night and a parents night where they're bringing in students that are coming to start registering from the, the eighth grade class, starting to register for the high school classes, but they do a strong focus on the CTE programs, and they're talking to the parents about the career pathways that are available. And if you've got people up there saying, well, you know, I don't have a college degree, and I make $80,000 a year, parents start to listen a little bit. <laughs> so that, that's very important is educating the parents um, and, and on what these pathways are, because as Joe said, you know, everybody wants their kids to do better than them. That's the American dream. But there's multiple pathways for that to happen. And these skill trades are just a great way to do it.
3: Yeah. And I just to echo what Joe said, parental perception is is a big challenge Mm -hmm. to overcome. Um, But then also I wanted to mention, you know, we have a lot of adults that come to us that want to change careers or are questioning whether or not they can change careers because they're 40 years old and it hasn't crossed their mind until now their child is coming upon um, a different Type of education than what they were historically and traditionally exposed to. Um, So we talk a lot to adult learners about transferable skills. Mm -hmm. And just because you were in construction and want to move to healthcare doesn't mean that you still don't have transferable skills. You know, looking at some of those. Problem solving, critical thinking pathways that you can highlight as you want to transition into another career field. Yeah.
0: I, I look at my dad as an example for that. He was a bookkeeper, and accountant, and then in his 40s got into IT. And he's now that guy that you hit delete on that email. He knows where it went and how to get it back. <laughs> so.
1: I, I'm loving just the uh, sets of examples and things like that, the tools especially that, that you're all talking about. I love the, the Careers N.W.A. We keep bringing that up, but especially the fact that you have, like, videos and things to kind of show the day in the life. I feel like especially if you've got that kid that's dead set on being a Twitch streamer for the rest of their life, that might actually give them at least something (laughs) to
2: look at to compare it to and, and go from there. And even more than that, if you're looking at that site with your child, don't forget. You can point, click, and apply for Northwest Arkansas jobs all in one place, and you don't have to chase it all over the map with multiple career engines. Right.
1: Well, and I feel like being an example, too, if you're that parent that uh, is apprehensive about this in general, but but maybe you're still looking to do uh, something uh, to upskill yourself, uh, that's another great way, I think, to do it, is to do it yourself, set the example yourself to kind of showcase how you can do that. I think that's phenomenal. If you can... What better way to do it than to just kind of set the example uh, by doing it your way and just kind of showing your kid how it's done. I, that's fantastic. I, you know, I have nothing more to to add to that. I, I agree. I concur. You concur.
0: All right. <laughs> we, we sold you. We sold you.
1: Okay. So workforce development is a good thing. Great. We got that. We figured it out. Problem solved, right? You <laughs> know. I think that's where I was, was going with that. We've got... Uh, I now understand why these, these programs are out there, why we're talking about it. Hopefully, uh, if you are in the Millennial, the Gen Z crowd, or even if you're uh, part of the older generations that just wanted to learn more, uh, I want to encourage you again to reach out to the groups that we have on the podcast today, uh, not just the individuals, Joe Rollins, Tara Dreyer, Don Stewart, but also we're talking to the Northwest Arkansas Council and all of the resources they have, especially Careers NWA, the University of Arkansas Global Campus, You all can be found online, but you've also got several locations just around Arkansas where you've got offices that people can go and ask questions to. And, of course, Don Stewart with Rogers Public Schools. Lots of uh, communications out there that uh, you can get um, just involved with. I know most of the public schools up here have CTE programs that they're working on and, and whatnot. So if you're not in Rogers Public Schools, I guarantee you there is a CTE program that is happening in your school district, uh, especially with the push that the legislature just did on CTE programs. we we, like got some,
0: we got some good legislation passed to help help speed up that training process. So there's
1: a ton of information that's out there. encourage you really to also make sure that you spread the word about these programs. Because, again, I didn't know anything about 110 programs to upskill yourself, the grants that are out there and applicable, all of these different websites that you can go to to, to learn more. Uh, it, that's just... Fantastic, And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we
0: we only have five microphones. We can only bring three people in to talk. I mean, we didn't even mention Northwest Arkansas Community College, Northwest Technical Institute, Business and Industry Training. Those are just three more examples, Upskill Arkansas. Like, there are just so many other programs and things out there. A lot of them, no or very little cost. Um, NWAC has several certification programs. You can just go and and get your, you know, six-week certification. Business and Industry Training can get you apprenticeships with, you know, electricians manufacturing ammonia refrigeration which is a huge one around here uh, through northwest technical institute i mean there's just there's just the resources are there
1: and i'll make sure to work with you to make sure that we get the uh, links for everyone uh put along with the information on this podcast so wherever you're listening to it right now make sure you check out the comments the the links down below we're going to try and have as many resources available for you uh to be able to use and and reach out to folks to to help them out um, again, Don Stewart had to step away. Uh, Director of Career and Technical Education with Rogers Public Schools, as well as their launch career program. Um, but I also want to give a thank you to her, as well as Tara Dreyer with the University of Arkansas Global Campus, and Joe Rollins with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Uh, Steve, I'm going to toss it back to you to do our closing real quick and go from there.
0: Well, I, I in closing, I mean, really everything we've said today is just it's it's so important it's the number one priority for the chamber this year I can see that continuing into next year and, and years beyond. I mean, it, it's all about creating those talent pipelines. And what we mean by that is getting kids interested in these careers, even going down again, like I said before, into the into the middle school levels and elementary in some cases, and just showing them these pathways that are available. And so you're just backfilling all these positions. As we continue to grow, you just have a steady stream of graduating students, whether that's you know K-12 or whether that's post-secondary, but they're coming out trained and ready to go into the open positions that we have and and that's really what it's about and you know I've I've taken multiple classes on this i've done you know i have a, done fellowships for business retent, or for business education workforce training talent pipeline um and, and you just you can't emphasize it enough how important it is and, and as i said you know businesses need customers and they need employees and if they don't have employees they're not going to be able to keep their customers yeah, so
1: eleven thousand plus posted jobs yes right <laughs> exactly so, yeah I, I can definitely see why that's a popular
0: thing exactly so uh, again i just check the resources out we're, we're here we have the, the subject matter experts that are here we're we're able to help get you these connections and you know businesses if you're needing assistance reach out to the chamber us or any other your local chambers reach out to northwest council they're always looking to partner i mean you you have how many how many business partners are you working with directly at the u of a
3: Oh, uh, at least 30 right now.
0: Right. And Rogers Public Schools has the same. Well, they'll partner directly with a, an organization. And so you have kids, and we point to Glad manufacturing a lot as an example, um, where they typically, for their entry-level positions, are two to three years' experience. They're hiring kids directly out of Rogers High School, $50,000, dollars 70000 a year, going right at, directly out of the high school because they went through their specific training program. And so it just speeds up that process. I, I know, I know, yeah. It's like.
1: <laughs> well, we could probably keep you here discussing it for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. I'm going to have to – Steve's very excited about I this. I love this. I he love was, this. Like Last this, oh. episode, he was getting really happy about Excel sheets. Now we're talking workforce development. He's drooling. We're going to have to get a towel in here to clean up the table. It's great. Uh, again, I want to thank our panel for being here. I really appreciate it uh, personally just to, to kind of pass that education along. I want to encourage everyone who's listening to like, subscribe share via soundcloud spotify apple google youtube all of the social media channels we'll be posting this to. Uh, we also want to make sure and remind you that we will have our episodes posting regularly again uh, that was my fault i went week. i went
0: out of town threw, threw uh, off the, threw off the system we get
1: busy things <laughs> happen don't worry we're back on uh we're actually going to try and have another episode uh just next week on national travel and tourism week we're going to be interviewing our destination rogers team to talk about uh everything that they're doing as far as uh destination marketing Uh, And that also includes the event that they just finished, which was their Tourism Talk event, which was dedicated towards workforce development in the uh, tourism industry. So, again, just want to encourage you all to do uh, your best to, uh, yeah, push those workforce development uh, ideas to the next generation. Thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, have a fantastic day.
0: Still need a sponsor.
1: Still need a sponsor. Thank you. (laughs) Have a wonderful day.